Tomorrow is tomorrow. Future problems have future cures. We must mind today. Sophocles. Hello, my fellow Stoics, and thank you for listening in to today's episode. When you've experienced a misfortune or an inconvenience in life, daily life, have you ever thought to yourself, oh, I can't believe it, or you just get so frustrated and irritated at what has happened? Maybe traffic, you hit a traffic jam, and now you're late for work. Maybe the coffee line at your local coffee shop is a bit too long, and now maybe you're late to work again. Let's use work as an example. <laughs> maybe you stubbed your toe, <laughs> and it kind of messed up your day, right? So the Stoics would say that much of our distress, because remember, it's our responses to the things that happen to us that determine our impressions of them. Much of the distress that happens to us is caused by our failure to anticipate how things actually might go wrong in our lives. And as a Stoic practice, it is important for us to premeditate future adversity, mainly to soften the blow of misfortunes. And that would mean anticipating them in advance. <laughs> Some Stoics refer to this exercise by the Latin term, and I will butcher this, so stay with me here, premeditatio malorum, <laughs> the premeditation of bad stuff happening. It's not that Stoics are pessimists, you know, in regards to thinking about the future, and not only the future, but particularly bad things happening. It doesn't make us pessimistic by doing that. Instead, it makes us more realistic. We know, we have to know that sometimes, many times, things will not go our way. And it's always better to be mentally prepared for that occurrence because that's life. It is in human, part of the human experience to experience stubbing your toe against the wall, <laughs> encountering traffic, encountering a long line, having future stresses of your finances. That is part of the human experience. So why should you feel so unique or how arrogant you must be to be baffled that no bad thing should ever occur to you in life. Of course you're going to experience. Of course you're going to experience bad things. You're human. Of course you're going to experience illness. Not only you experiencing illness, but your family experiencing illness as well. It's the human experience. So why should we premeditate good things only ever happening? Because what we're doing when we do that is really only ever hoping for the best. And to Stoics, hope for the best is actually more detrimental. Now, it's good to hope every, every now and again, and it's best to hope for good things. But you have to plan for future adversity. So you are mentally prepared. You ever see 
the typical stoic stereotype, bad things happen and the person remains calm. That's a part of a it's a bit of it's become a bit of a personality trait now where bad things happen and this person is just calm. Well the thing is, how do you become that? You become that by accepting that potential bad things do happen in life. And again, it's not to be pessimistic, but it's to be realistic. Because when you premeditate future adversity, you can then mentally prepare. And when it does happen, you can think to yourself, well, I expected this would happen. It's okay that it does. I hoped for the best, but this is now my fate. I have to accept it as it comes. So how do we really prepare for these kinds of things? And mind you, having a prepared mind is not like having a magic wand. No matter how prepared you are, there may be still be traffic. You may still encounter illness. Your family may encounter illness. You still might encounter financial struggle. There is a difference, though, when it comes to the aspects of preparing for the aspects of future adversity. So first, once you've encountered an adversity, an inconvenience, a a misfortune, a frustrating moment, once it's inevitable that you've encountered it, you are now in traffic. Let's say you're going to be late for work. It becomes what the Stoics would call dispreferred or something we'd rather not do or rather not happen. So at this point, getting upset at this moment, would it really solve anything? You come to realize that it wouldn't. No matter how angry you get at yelling at the people next to you, hitting your steering wheel, honking, you're still in your predicament. You are still facing your current adversity. You are still facing your misfortune. Therefore, getting upset is not really worth it anymore. You are guaranteeing to make yourself more miserable by continuing to get angry, by continuing that irritated feeling, by continuing the spiraling of getting angrier and angrier at people passing you. Why is this lane going faster than me? You are causing your own suffering at that point. Sure, the traffic you could have planned ahead, but you're in it now. So, the second thing to do once you are in your predicament, let's say you're going to be late for work, you can then have a more reasonable mind to say, okay, well, I'm here now. What could I feasibly do? That's deciding what is within my actions. You could call work and say, hey, I'm going to be late. If you choose not to do that, then you know that you are also choosing a fate ahead as well. If you don't call ahead, which is the most reasonable thing to do, you are guaranteeing that you would face another adversity. You would give yourself another misfortune. You are ruining the present moment, the present reasonable moment and harming future uh, future moments of your life. And when you get that angry, the Stoics call that passion. 
clouding the mind and stopping you from doing or thinking what is reasonable. Because, and not all emotions are passions, only the ones that take over your mind. Like I just mentioned, had you not been, had you not embraced the situation, I am in traffic, well, there's nothing I can do about it. You would have a little bit more calamity and you would have realized that you have nothing to lose by just calling your boss. You have, really, you have nothing to lose. It is more reasonable to think about what is within your control to do. The decisions are under your reasonable control. There's a common story that the Stoics utilize in trying to describe uh, this in a metaphor, which is that imagine a dog that is tied to a cart by a leash. And the dog is minding its own business, maybe playfully barking at another dog nearby. Yada, yada, yada. Woof, woof, woof. All of a sudden, the cart starts moving. The dog would rather stay, though, a bit longer and keep barking at, at the people. But it has no choice. The leash makes sure that the dog will have to follow the cart. At this point, the dog could do one of two things. The dog could take note of the situation, accept what he cannot control, and, and instead start following the cart, maybe even hoping that the dog would meet other people along the way, or the dog could get upset and drag himself on the pavement and try to resist the cart. Which do you think would be the wiser course of action? I mean, if you're in traffic, you are essentially being pulled by the cart, right? Why on earth would you be continuing to get angry? You have to instead accept your fate. There's n we, we're not in the future. You can't press a button and the car floats off. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you are there. Accept it now. Don't allow your mind to be controlled by passions at that point. So, as the dog in the car, so we and the universe. Things will happen that will make it impossible for us to do what we intend to do. We can either approach the unwanted situation with more calm mindset and to basically do the best we can given the circumstances, or we can drag ourselves kicking and screaming. The end result will be the same. You're going to be late for work. You're going to endure this traffic. But we can spare ourselves a hell of a lot of suffering. Now, how does this look like in actual practice? I mean, I, I know I mentioned, I'll oh, just accept your fate and do what you can. Um, but, but how do you actually prepare for future adversity by thinking about the, the future of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year? How do you prepare the mind so that when you do encounter adversity, uh, you are calm and stoic? Well, there's, there's a couple of methods that you could utilize. And one of them really is just planning for things to go wrong. I mean, what are your plans for the day? Think to yourself, what is my plan for the day? I'll use an example of, um, I have to file my taxes. 
right? I know it's tax season, at least at the time of this recording. <laughs> and I could think to myself, okay, well, how could this go wrong? I have to ask myself that question. How can this go wrong? Maybe I file with the wrong data. Maybe within my tax sheets, I input the wrong information. And, and then if things do go completely wrong, I have to think to myself, what is within my complete control then? Because if something does go wrong, I have to prepare for that. Well, what is within my complete control is making sure that I'm double checking my information and I have all of my forms, as well as understanding that if something does go wrong, what are the next steps? I know that amendments exist. I can amend. Uh, I may get an email or my tax form may get um, rejected. That is what could go wrong. And what could I do, which is just review the feedback and review the information that I have, maybe keep my documents in a secure location so I can always reference them when the time comes if something were to go wrong. And what the next thing would be, what could you do or say to yourself if this plan does in fact go wrong? So let's say I do get an email. Let's say I do get a, a something in the mail that says your tax return uh, has been rejected and now you have to file an amendment. Maybe you got audited or maybe I got audited since this is my example. <laughs> so the next step would be, okay, well, if it does go completely wrong, well, I'll just have to amend them. Or maybe I'll have to consult with a tax consultant. Maybe I'll have to get somebody to actually help me, a professional to help me with my taxes. Gather more documents. Make sure that my documents are correct. Um, you know, kind of cross all my T's and dot all my I's with documentation. That's really all that I could do. There would be no point in getting angry at that point, right? I've already prepared as much as I could. Even for the worst, I know that all I would need to do is just an amendment. And so the next thing when you're thinking about that future adversity of, of your plan going extremely wrong, write an intention to yourself so you can refer back to it when that does happen. So you can say to yourself, this is not the end of the world. I can get an amendment. There are things and processes that I can follow. It would inevitably, inevitably, all it'd be is just an inconvenience. That's it. It's not the end of the world. And IRS agents aren't exactly going to come to my door and, and arrest me. I'm not doing anything illegal. I've just maybe happen to file my taxes incorrectly. Big whoop. So why on earth would I become angry when I see, you know, my tax return getting rejected? There would be no point in getting pulled by the cart, so to speak, right? Using that, using the stoic metaphor. I have to remember that I cannot get angry. I've already planned for this. If it gets rejected, I have a plan forward. There's no need to be angry, and I have to accept what does happen. And if it were the worst case scenario, I have to remind myself that I'm a good citizen. I'm just lawfully trying to finish my taxes, 
and if something goes wrong, I'll, all I'll have to do is amend my taxes. So the second method to this is to expand your worldview a little bit, because part of premeditating future adversity is to understand that anything and everything could happen to you. You are not unique in your experiences. And what happens to some people, you have to realize that that what had happened to that person, it very well could happen to me. So think about expanding that worldview. There was, for example, recently a earthquake that struck Turkey. And for any of you that's listening that are over in Turkey, my thoughts and prayers uh, go out to you. But just as, as an example, I am here in California and we are also no stranger to earthquakes. And, you know, it's my premeditative adversity could be that, hey, I'm waiting for the big one to hit. Sure. I mean, obviously there's debate on when it's going to be, but it's a good example to say that what happened over there could very well happen over here where I'm at. And that's a very scary thought, right? The earthquake over there truly reminded me of the potential earthquake that I can experience. All that I saw in videos, all of the distress, the misfortune, the collapse of, of buildings and, and all of that, that I could experience too. So I have to, as a stoic, remind myself, okay, if that were to happen to me, because I'm not safe from those kinds of things. It's a very human experience. We live on earth. Plate tectonics are always moving. There's earthquakes all the time. It's a very human thing to experience. So what is it that I could do to prepare for that? So instead for me, I personally have a go bag that, that I have in my closet. And I always have a pair of boots in the front of my, um, my doorway. That is the only thing that I can do. And I have to accept the fact that if this does happen to me, I am at least prepared in the ways that I can be, in, in the most ways that I can be. And if it were to happen, I can sit back and say, I am not safe from these kinds of things happening to, uh, to me. I'm not safe. It, could happen to, it happens to people all the time. So when it does strike, I, the intention that I have to tell myself is, I am not unique. Where I am in the world is not unique. I have every opportunity and, and, and every potential um, to experience something that tragic as well. All that I can do is make sure that if it were to happen, I am at least prepared and I can uh, get through it. That is the second method. Pulling yourself away from what could happen in your daily life as far as maybe getting being late for traffic, but pulling it away and, and uh, essentially looking at people or experiences that are currently happening in the world that would be misfortunate to you if it happened to you. That's the second method. And reminding yourself that you are not unique in your experience. That can happen to you too. The final method is to practice imaginative premeditation. And it's really to imagine a situation you wouldn't want to happen 
and you're imagining it as if it's actually happening to you in this moment. It's more of a meditative experience as, a, as opposed to planning. The first method was mainly focused on planning your day and preparing yourself for what could go wrong. But this one is a little bit different in that you are essentially thinking of, of bad things that could happen to you to loosen because the goal is to loosen your attachment to external events in general. So it's, it's similar to imaginal exposure. It's like a type of exposure therapy, and it helps people overcome their anxieties. And so the approach really is to list out a couple of things that you were afraid of in life. You're not too sure that they would happen to you, but you know that they cause anxiety when you think about it. This one could be very, um, could be very heavy things. It could also be somewhat light things, but it's all going to be different depending on the person. Uh, for me, for example, I, I can come up with an example of a, a very difficult thing that, you know, you can't really plan for and, and obviously you don't expect to happen in, my, in your day. <laughs> uh, for example, it would, it causes me great anxiety to think that I can wake up and my bank account is completely drained. That to me is very um, scary to think about. And while there's nothing that is occurring in my day right now that would make me want to prepare for that, it is an anxious thing that I have to meditate on so I can detach myself from my, my personal reaction to it, to those external events. That's the point of that external um, uh, therapy. So the goal really is to list down maybe five separate things and kind of um, maybe choose some very difficult ones to very easy ones, right? Uh, that you would be able to deal with. That's what I mean by difficult to easy. Things that you would be able to deal with that when you think about it, some of the easy ones doesn't cause too much anxiety but enough for you to kind of find yourself being and being in, in a place of mental discomfort and anxiety all the way to very difficult where if you put yourself in, your, in, that, in the shoes of that potential adversity, it really makes you scared or it really makes you nervous or anxious. So the goal though is to expose yourself to those things. Think about those events as though they were actually happening. And then use method one, which is, what could I do in that moment? How on earth can you be in that moment and truly accept that it's happening to you? Accept that this is my fate, no matter how bad. You know, another one, obviously, is... it. Part of the human experience is illness, great illness, you know, something like a, a type of disease or, or a type of cancer. Those are very real anxieties for me as well. But I also know that it's part of the human experience. I am not unique to never experience something like that. So that causes me great discomfort. So I should meditate on that type of adversity that I may or may not encounter in my life. And if you meditate on that enough and expose yourself to that mindset and 
constantly teach yourself that this, you know, could be my fate. I have to accept it. What could I do if I were ever encountered with this type of adversity? And what is a sort of mantra that I could tell myself when I'm practicing this? For me personally, I would tell myself, this is teaching me to become more courageous. I am becoming more stoic by practicing this. Now remember, don't, don't um, spiral around it. <laughs> I think holding on to your personal mantra will help you from preventing you from um, spiraling a little bit too much. But also put a timer. That way you can remember that, okay, this is just practice. This is for me to become stoic so I can be courageous when I do face that adversity, the one that I would really hope I don't ever have to experience, but I am not unique in terms of not being able to experience that. Now, in this way of mental training, you, be, you can become more stoic. You can become more resilient. You know, we discussed previously in a couple of podcasts, uh, episode before, uh, where your physical adversity by voluntary discomfort and then um, preparing for, f for present moments and now this is preparing for future moments. What this is doing is training yourself to cope when things outside of your complete control don't go how you want them to. And if you are able to learn how to cope with it, then when the moment does strike, you can show everybody who is relying on you, maybe, maybe you're an older sibling, maybe you're a parent, you know, um, a community member. These practices can help you make better decisions in the moment, even for yourself. And when you are able to cope far better, you can make a more peaceful life. You become peaceful with what you are encountering. Not that you don't care. You can care, of course. This isn't about smushing the emotion. Of course you can be angry that you're in traffic, for example. Of course you can be um, angry that you have an illness or that um, you've encountered a, um, a natural disaster. But you can choose to not allow those passions to dictate your actions. Your actions dictate your character. And, and as a Stoic, we always want to create and sharpen our own character to become more virtuous. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it really helps out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, and I wish you well, my fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.